Hi, I'm Johnny Profane. If you're a millennial autistic, love one, work with some, or just can't figure out if you are one, this fourth episode of Autistic as Fuck Out Loud is my gift to you, my friends. Real talk, some inspiring, some pretty direct, autistic style. Whether the world you were born into works for you or not, maybe something worth sharing with someone you know who cares. I call this one Millennial Autistic Friends. You're right. Question everything. Millennial culture is my favorite on earth. And autistic millennials? I identify with them like no others. I talk with autistics who are staring at turning 30 or 40 every day. Smart, educated, eyes wide open, yet bewildered, uncertain. Some think they've done something wrong, but can't figure out what. But some are simply mad. Because many people they turn to for help seem worthless or worse. Totally insane. The voices you're told to trust? Likely giving you values, guidance, perky memes, demands, commands, expectations you struggle to meet. Designed for other people, other nervous systems, other lives, not yours. A quick personal story from when autistic as fuck me turned for help. I'm sorry, what did you just say? I said, he looked nervous. I said, uh, I always recommend aversive therapy for my autistic kids, my clients. Snapping a rubber band. Yes. He seemed torn. Was I going to get positive reinforcement or that weird, hostile defensiveness professionals get? When you ask them questions. Into that hesitant silence, I say, snap it hard, hard as they can, against their wrist. Yes, the sting is important. Now he's eager to share. When they repeat the aversive stimulus, they... I interrupt with my ashen Clint Eastwood voice during a meltdown. Well, actually... Just before, he's beaming proud. They learn to snap the band at the earliest hint they'll lose control. It's operant conditioning. As if by giving it some sciencey name, it's not self-inflicted torture. Late summer 2016, it was hot. The world was getting ready to come apart. And I was desperate. Desperate to know why my third marriage was ending. Desperate to know why everything was ending. At 63. Finally desperate enough to park my butt in my least favorite seat. In the whole known galaxy. Yet another bony but functional armchair. Facing yet another therapist I'd never met. Busy checking boxes 
on yet another intake form, one of a dozen in my 26-year quest to discover, hey, I'm autistic, but maybe I wasn't desperate enough. I couldn't let what he just said slide by. My mind flashes on memories of instant panic, powerless to speak, sometimes rage. Those are the hints of my meltdowns, followed by excruciating shame and days of recovery. I'm stunned, certain that in that state, one more painful stimulus would totally short-circuit my adult nervous system. But a kid? Yeah, I'm sure a child could learn to avoid that. And how to quiet herself right the fuck down. You betcha. Just like rats in a maze, shocked into submission. I looked down, then quietly. May I ask where you got your training in autism? My history, which the clinic required I fill out, would have revealed I'd been a clinical counselor for some years. If he'd had the time to read it, which he confessed he didn't, like every other specialist I'd faced for a couple decades. Let's just say the session kind of went south from there. On the upside, I wasn't ejected from that office. Not this time. I just never went back. Truth? Most experts, consultants, seminar leaders, authors you're likely to consult, with few exceptions, have little personal knowledge of what it's like to be autistic. Definitely not what an adult autistic at this time on this planet is going through. Inheriting a broken world we didn't create. Coping with a rigged economy. Trying to stay motivated in shitty jobs. Barely paying bills with shitty wages. Career advancement? That get-out-of-jail card every generation counts on? Even with grad school, many young autists find the doors to the professional class closed, despite published inclusion policies. For bonus points, try being autistic and female, a person of color, or openly non-binary. They told us school was the path to success. Looks like false hopes now. School didn't prepare us for this. Not the special classes, sensory accommodations, adjusted schedules. Because it taught from that first day in kindergarten till that night you drank yourself silly after graduation. Any graduation. Every graduation. School taught precisely the wrong cultural messages to help autistics thrive. My friends, you are right. This world isn't working. Wasn't designed to work as advertised for you. It was designed to control. To control someone completely different than you. Maybe you are a square peg in a round hole. Is there a fix? 
could be switching careers to match your passions will work for you. Or keep your job, but invent the free time to dedicate to them. Could be, if you're more functional than me. I tried about a dozen times to make that work. I was a freelancer, magazine publisher, therapist, ad agency owner, marketing VP, nonprofit founder, with early success at each, but ultimate crash and burn at each. Like lots of autists, I've got what pros call comorbidities PTSD, depression, dissociation, medical issues, and abuse history. Real world careers proved nearly hopeless. My longest job, about two years. Nothing like suicide attempts and a stroke at 30 to slap you upside of the head. I finally realized I can't be the success others expected. I never had a family, so I could walk away from pursuing a career and make a new life out of music and writing, which kept me out of the psych wards. Even if it meant taking minimum wage jobs to pay bills in my 50s. What they call special interests, what I call my guiding passions, those are my career. They get me out of bed and keep me out of the hospital. If I hadn't dropped career fantasies, I'd be dead by now. Question everything. My autistic friends, teachers, doctors, experts, scientists, pastors, advocates, activists, loved ones, parents. Their cliches only make sense in a world where everything is designed to create productive factory workers and consumers. A world where as many human bodies as possible are crammed into as little space as profitable with cheap lighting. And little concern about privacy or even noise levels. An entire planet designed to keep billions of humans coming, going, eating, shitting, and making baby consumers on the most regular schedule, producing their measurable work in reliable amounts per hour. Their ideal humans are indoctrinated to focus on dreams. Income, power, satisfaction, always off in a hazy future, while we ignore the dreary job directly in front of us. Or they may choose to deny the reality many begin to suspect in their 30s. These dreams come true only for a few, a small club, and we ain't in it. Biggest career obstacle autistics face? Ideal humans know by instinct things we autists fight to understand. The social norms of power, dominance, and hierarchy, and that being liked by higher ups is more important than any public policy or societal value. But higher ups tend to like what they understand and can control. Ideal humans like themselves. Not so much autists. So, question everything. A few to start you off. Question medicine. 
The medical model defines the deficits they find between you and what's normal. They don't understand your strengths. Question government. Populations keep getting bigger, which nations control with ever bigger demands for social compliance and cops. How's that going for the neurodivergent? Question experts. They freely admit they aren't sure what causes autism or how to treat it. So they possess no secrets. Consider what they say and feel free to reject it when it doesn't match your experience. Question family. Are their expectations making you happy? Question religion. Are you comfortable meeting the norms of a tight-knit community if it either tries to save you or condemn you? Question research. Since the 80s, funded mostly by corporations or nonprofits with agendas like Autism Speaks. Remember, researchers tend to report results that please their funders. Question journalism. Again, corporate owners. Again, messages only meant for productive citizens who consume. Question heroes. Did Temple Grandin grow up in your world? Are her answers yours? Does Judy Singer understand you or mock you? Question what they say. Like, two can live as cheap as one. Or, don't drink or trip alone. You're not a pack animal. Their rules aren't yours. Question autistic social media celebrities. Is your relationship two-way? Or are they making money, power, or influence off your autism and your follower number? For God's sake, question me. You may only learn from my mistakes. Above all, question yourself. How are you living? Failing to meet society's expectations? Or acknowledging your unique needs and working toward them? One last tip. When I figure out what to do, I start by considering the forbidden things. Pretty much any societal rule. What happens if you break it? Who would it hurt? Who benefits from it in the first place? Listen to your answers. Listen to yourself. And hey, make knowing what you need and want a special interest. Now you know you can be awfully good at that. I'd love to hear from you about this one. Let's build a bridge across autistic generations. Because we got an entire autistic culture to create. Drop me a comment or, or an email. By the way, I answer one personal question each episode. So here we go. No, I've never been an actor or a narrator. Take an autistic kid, secretly mimicking movie actors, TV ads, pop songs, and talk show hosts, alone in his basement for seven decades. I'm what happens. One special interest that's finally coming in handy. Hey, next week, autism and substances. You know, those substances. Some have helped, some not so much. Let's compare notes. Want to know more? 
check out my posts, paintings, poems, music, and politics at www.autisticaf.me. And if you enjoyed this episode, please share it on social media, or better yet, send it to a friend. Who cares? <laughs>